Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Well Church Satterton's podcast. We pray that you enjoy this message and that it creates a well of hope in your life today. The Lord's been showing me three things over the last few months before I get into it. I really felt like the Lord was saying these things not just for me, but also for the church that's in this space and for people who are listening online. I feel like this is a timely word. I feel like the Lord's saying we need to be ready. And a lot of times we think that means we need to be ready because the, the enemy is going to attack and hit. But I feel like what the Lord's saying is we need to be ready to be used and to actually be active in what this whole God story is for our congregation, but also for our families. And even if we don't feel ready, we, many times we don't. Um, it, we're ready. And it's just, it's, it's going to be okay. We just need to practice it and just get moving. So the Lord's saying, be ready. The next thing I felt like the Lord is saying is be humble. So for me personally, this is a daily situation because it's very easy to get affected externally when things are coming against us. It could be people. It could be situations where we want to think that we have it all figured out and that the people around us um, don't. But it's a daily thing to just get ourselves into a place of humility and say, Lord, I need to check my heart. Um, this is a big thing because I feel like if we can operate in humility, it's it's almost like coming through the back door, the enemy doesn't see it happening when we're in that place where we're getting down low and being humble. So I'm going to let you guys talk to the Holy Spirit on what that might mean for you personally. But for me, uh, this has been something I really feel like the Lord's been challenging me with. And third, we need to be full of grace. So I feel like we need to be full of grace for ourselves because a lot of times we'll move out in the Lord and we think we made a mistake. We're like, oh shoot, I look like an idiot. I said that and that was wrong. So number one, don't don't stop that from moving in practicing the presence like Dave was talking about last week. Um, but we need to be full of grace, number one, for ourselves and for those around us. So I'm going to go into this message I heard. Um, and it really brought all three of these things together that the Lord was showing me for myself and for that I feel like is for all of us. And I feel like we need to invite the Holy Spirit in. Holy Spirit, come, be in this space, and just guide my words that I'm only speaking out what you want to be spoken out, and that you take off the table what doesn't need to be spoken, and I'm directed by you, and that your word does not return void, but it accomplishes what it's set out to do, and I just break off any distraction of the enemy. I feel like if we can hear this word and continually talk to the Lord about it, it can bring freedom. Um, it can break off a lot of unnecessary distraction and weight that the enemy wants to pillage on us um, and lies. So I just want all of us to hear this and just ask the Holy Spirit to filter through what needs to be heard for you uh, personally. So I'm just going to start with saying that the Lord is not looking for the loudest person in the room, the most eloquent speaker, the person that appears to be organized. Um, he's not looking for that. He's looking for those who are poor in spirit. And I feel like this isn't a personality trait. I think a lot of us have different personalities. Some of us are really flamboyant or wear our emotions in our sleeve, and some of us are more quiet and hold things in. I feel like being poor in spirit is not a personality trait, but it's more of a heart condition. 
And I feel like um, we need to kind of open up this whole thing about what does it mean to be poor in spirit and having a hearing heart. And I and some of that came out into worship too when we were worshiping. We just need to be in a place where we're like, God, you can do whatever you want to do in me. I don't want to miss when you walk into the room. I don't want to be on my own agenda where I have this plan and totally miss when you have walked into the room. I just want to be so sensitive to it, Lord. Because a lot of times it doesn't look the way we think it's going to look. Um, and we just need to hear our heart and move in that direction and just be so sensitive to constantly be aware of what the Lord's doing. An example of this would be David in Psalm 131.1. He says, Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty, nor do I involve myself in complicated matters or in things too difficult for me. So when David said this, at this time, it wasn't David the shepherd boy. It was David the king. It was David the richest man, the governor of the richest nation. It was David saying that at this point. And he said he doesn't want to compli- get himself into complicated matters. <laughs> I feel like how many of us get swept away in complicated matters? A lot. Like our nation, like everything is happening and we think we have to fix it or have the answer and we need to do something about this. There, there's a lot that we get distracted and we get ourselves swept a- away into it and sometimes... um That's not where the Lord's taking us. I feel like I don't involve myself in complicated matters. That statement prophesies his strength, which seems a little opposite. But his strength is his dependency on God. And (laughs) it's opposite than what the world says, but the kingdom is usually opposite land. (laughs) This is something that I'm really just like, Lord... I need to understand my dependency on you and tap into that. Lord, I need you to show up in the way you want to show up. A lot of times we have this idea that we want the Lord to come and like take down this person or, or, you know, fix this situation. And I just want to ask the Holy Spirit, like, what are you doing right now? And I want to be a part of that. Because if you look in the Bible, a lot of miraculous things that happened, it was like these people were yielded to what the Lord was doing. It wasn't always their agenda. So Lord, show us what you're doing. We want to be aware of when you walk into the room, and we want to be a part of that. Another example is Solomon in 1 Kings 3. Solomon asked for wisdom. Wait a minute, let me back that up. He doesn't actually ask for wisdom. He asked for a hearing heart or a hearing ear. So that's actually really interesting because we always think that Solomon asked for wisdom. So I would say that a hearing heart, a hearing ear gives us access to wisdom. So we need to ask the Lord, what are you saying? And I want to hear what you're saying because that's going to give us access to wisdom. And Solomon didn't ask for wealth. He didn't ask for all this stuff. He asked for a hearing ear. So it's like, seek first the kingdom of God. And then all this stuff is just going to naturally happen. So a lot of times, when we're in the mode of what the Lord wants to do, all those things that we didn't ask for, there's going to be a positive trickle effect that's going to affect them. 
which is kind of very freeing because we think we need to be constantly declaring it in this mode and just like for our families and stuff. But I think that maybe we should just uh, change it up a little bit this week while we're fasting and say, Lord, what's on your heart? What do you want to bring to me today to talk with you about? What's on your heart? And just kind of repattern that a little bit where we ask the Lord what's on his heart. Because it's not based on human wisdom. We need to tap into a wisdom from another world. And Lord, if we don't hear you, we're not going to get it. <laughs> we're going to think we're getting it, and we're going to be our, on our own little path, and we're going to totally miss it. So we need to just constantly check our heart and our ears to be just hearing that. And when the Lord came to Solomon, actually, Solomon was like, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. It wasn't like he asked this person to go do this who was mightily doing all these things. Like Solomon was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I would propose that if we're not overwhelmed by what God has asked us to do, we probably don't have the full awareness of the assignment. Because we have to be dependent on him to follow through with what he's called us to do. So many times, don't be discouraged. If you feel overwhelmed, that's not a bad thing. That means that you're hungry and dependent on hearing God on how to do this because if we think that we can do it and we're not dependent on God, we're canceling out the access to what he wants to you know, give us in all of it. When our priorities are right, there's a natural effect of his goodness, and I explained explain that. So another thing that I want to just bring up with this poor in spirit, Jesus identified that trait in both David and Solomon. And in Matthew 5, 6 to 7, it says, Blessed. So blessed is happy, profoundly happy. So let's remember that. Happy are those, well, I'll say blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. So there's other ones that say blessed are the merciful, so they will receive mercy. That's great. That's one aspect of the kingdom, mercy. But blessed are the poor in spirit, they will have the kingdom, all of it. So this is really important, and this is something I feel like we need to really be asking the Lord to give us and to show us how to be in the space where we learn what this actually means, because I feel like this is a really deep revelation that we are just touching on today. Um, I'm going to tell you what poor in spirit is not. Poor in spirit is not self-criticism. It's not beating yourself up. It's not self-judgment. It's not self-condemnation. I would say, in fact, those are the counterfeit of being poor in spirit. So a good indication on if we are poor in spirit are, is it activating us to have courage to actually act into what the Lord's telling us to do? If we're just being inactive, we're not operating in the fullness of that because we need to be so hungry and desperate for him that we're willing to do what he's asking us to do because there's no other option. There's no other option but to be in what he's doing because when we're in his kingdom and seeking that and moving in that in our daily life, then everything's going to be added. So in Jesus' life, this comes out in him, um, and it shows people around him that don't understand this. And I'm sure you guys are 
going to know where I'm going with this. But, um, you know, those during the day when Jesus walked the earth who had the knowledge, training of the scriptures, who understand the programs, who knew what was supposed to happen, when it was supposed to happen, were the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they literally missed who was standing right in front of them. Because they didn't recognize the awareness of their need. They had it all figured out. They were insulated in the protocol and what's supposed to happen. Those that did recognize Jesus, one was the prostitute. I mean, she recognized him right away. And I would say a side note on this, like Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was like his, his protocol, his thing, he was, supposed to, he was supposed to, you know, minister to the Jews. And then all of a sudden, there's a Samaritan woman. This is Jesus. He went off his track of what he was supposed to do to minister to the Samaritan woman. And one good indicator on like when, just understanding when Jesus is in the room or when he's in a situation, Jesus was moved with what? Compassion. So that's a good indicator for us to say, oh, something, I think something here needs to happen. That's not part of my plan. That's not part of the agenda. And I'm not saying I have that figured out. I, we're going to make mistakes. We're, we're going to constantly think we get it wrong and maybe we didn't or get it wrong. It's going to bring humility. It's not an easy thing, but we have to, as Dave said, we have to continue to practice that presence. And this is part of it. You know, moving in the direction of our heart when there's something that's not um, convenient. And we all know that many times when the Spirit came and fell, it was in situations where it wasn't convenient for Jesus. So um, this is just something we have to recognize. But back to the Pharisees, they didn't recognize who he was. The prostitute did. Now, that doesn't mean we need to be in sin to know our need. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trained in the scriptures. It just means we need to, ha- to be in connection with the Holy Spirit who can interpret his own book. Um, it's really important because we need the Holy Spirit. He's part of it. So I'm just going to uh, pray this over all of us right now um, that we get a greater revelation of, you know, knowing our awareness of him. I just want to also bring to mention, you know, a lot of times we think that we have everything figured out and we're self-sufficient. You know, as a woman in this culture, the world wants me to, you know, have it together and be confident and like, you know, like tell everyone else I can do it. But and it's important to be self-sufficient, but we have to be honest with the Lord. We have to be honest if there's things that we need to fix in ourselves. And be honest if there's a hunk of wood in our own eye. You know, that's why this humility thing is a daily thing, especially when we've been offended. You know, Lord, give me an offendable, an unoffendable heart. This is a constant daily thing, and it's so important because it can just take so many Christians out being offended. And it's a distraction. And a lot of times, um, <laughs> there's so much more happening, and there's a bigger thing happening, and God wants us in in. He wants us in, not sidelined, um, distracted by these things that um, a lot of times resolve themselves. So we just really need to say, Lord, bring me to that place of humility. And I want to be a part of this. And I want to try. I want to try and practice your presence. 
and be a part of what you're doing. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, do what you want in every single person here, Lord God. We don't want to miss it, Lord Jesus. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to know enough to disqualify us, Lord. Where we think we know, Lord. We just ask you, Holy Spirit, to come into this room right now. So I'm just going to ask all of us just to close our eyes right now. And if there's anything that you feel is holding you back or is disqualifying you from hearing from the Lord, if it's something that needs to be repented of, I just pray that you just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what needs to be handled right now. Every single person this week, Lord God. 
just draw them into your presence, Lord, whether it's watching a service or just being in worship at home, Lord, that they'll just lay out and just soak in your presence, Lord God, that you would just continue to draw us all in, Lord God. We want to be used by you, Lord. We don't want to miss it, Lord Jesus. Just make us sensitive to you, Lord God. Lord, that we would just be drawn to praying with you, Lord God. A lot of times, prayer, 80% of it is just listening. Lord, give us listening hearts. Soften our hearts, Lord God. Take the fear away, Lord Jesus. That we would just move in and through you, Lord, and have our being in you, Lord God. I just pray that you would just visit us through the night, Lord God. Encounters, visions, and dreams, Lord God. Because you produce life, you produce hope, you produce healing, Lord God. You don't produce fear. So we just speak your perfect love, Lord God. A baptism of your love, Lord Jesus, this week. Lord, as we fast and pray, Lord, that we would be more sensitive to the unseen, Lord God to what you're showing us, Lord God, that you would build not just a physical hunger, but a spiritual hunger for you, Lord Jesus. I pray this and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We're glad that what the Lord is doing among us encourages you. For more info about the church, follow us on Facebook or connect with us on Instagram. Visit dwellatthewell.com or come out and see us on a Sunday morning, 228 Ridge Avenue, Southerton, Pennsylvania. I'm taking the well, I'm taking the well right here. I'm taking the well in the valley of my weeping. I'm taking the well in my tears.